Today's scripture comes from um, John 21, 1 through 19. And it's a kind of a long scripture, but a really cool scripture. And so I kind of invite you to just to sit back and relax and listen to the story. So once again, and I'm confirming that I am reading the right one, John 21, 1 through 19. And these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he showed himself in this way. Gathered there were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the son of Zebedee, and two other of the, his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but the night they caught, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish, have you? They answered, no. He said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul in because there were so many fish. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put some clothes, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they, were, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter, Peter felt hurt because he had, his, I'm sorry, he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, 
you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which, which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. The word of God for the people of God. God is good all the time. We are also good. Awesome. Morning. My name is Chan Choi. My parents are he, him, his. I'm a side pastor of DBC Edgewater and Southwood. And it's my joy to have you here this morning. As you know, we are streaming online from this place and we will host this live streaming for two months. I want to just say hello to everybody on online uh, community. So I'll, I'm a little nervous and, you know, I'm just moving into the new place. And this is this is a gene that I could find this morning. So I'm so <laughs> thankful for. I'm not here as, as naked. So. All right. Um, that was too much information. So. <laughs> so some of you may know that I visited ER in June for a kidney stone. Have anyone experienced that kidney stone? All right, you know my pain, right? And I hope you are not going to experience it because it's so painful. Since I went to the closest hospital in the middle of the annual conference, which is a denominational uh, gathering and meeting, so I had to register first in the midst of severe pain. Thankfully, I put the right information since the medical bill keeps coming to my address. And after long registration process and waiting, my name was finally called. So I expected to meet the doctor and figure out what caused this pain. However, what they did was checking the vital signs, which are measurements of the body's most basic function. They asked my weight and height and checked my purse and everything. After that process, and it took almost six hours to meet the doctor finally. So here's a question to everybody. Do you know what four main vital signs are? So you can type in if you are watching this uh, uh, worship through online. So what's four main uh, vital signs? All right. Oh, do we have a doctor here or a medical staff? All right. There's a doctor, so please, please keep a secret. So let me check others' basic knowledge, all right? Doctor, please hold it. So uh, what was it first? Blood pressure, heart rate, heart rate. Yeah, purse and respiration rate. And one more thing, body temperature. David, good job, right? So those are four main areas in measurement of vital signs and first rate, temperature, respiration rate, and blood pressure. And these vital signs wouldn't give any information about a specific health problem, but it is useful to detect or monitor medical problems. 
if you have a higher temperature, which means something happening in your body. And these vital signs also represent how the person's essential body functions are working. So it is encouraged to check regularly and keep the right reins of it for our own health. It's been a year now since we, each site started reopening with in-person worship. And as like we take the annual health checkup, it would be the right time to check our own vitality and health as a community of faith. And how can we measure the health and vitality of Urban Village Church? What would be our purse? What would be our temperature? What would be our respiration rate? For the next four weeks, we're going to talk about this vital science. As we shouted out together this morning, our mission statement is about our identity and reason for existence and the essential purpose and goal of this community. So we will measure our vitality in these four areas from our mission statements. Jesus loving, inclusive, and community, and ignite the city. Each week we will remind ourselves of the meaning of its vital sign and think about the ways to keep and improve these vital signs in our personal life and communal level. And today, we will check the very first vital sign, Jesus loving, by answering this question from Jesus. Do you love me? Whether you answer this question in confidence or not, it might be an opportunity to recommit ourselves to the mission and call that we have received here at Urban Village Church. Amen. So the common English Bible title today's passage as Jesus appears again to the disciples. In the Gospel of John, the resurrected Jesus revealed himself to Mary Magdalene. And then he visited the disciples who were behind the closed door. David just mentioned when we uh, passed the peace of Christ. And he again visited the disciples who were at the Sea of Tiberias. And its visit, its visit has an important meaning. And I'd like to focus on the place where this Jesus self-revelation happened. First, the empty tomb where Jesus appeared to Mary was a place where she experienced the hopelessness of Jesus' death. And then he transformed into the joy and hope of his resurrection. And the place where Jesus met his disciples who were behind the locked door represented the, the transformation of fear into joy with Jesus' words, peace be with you. Then there would be the specific reason why Jesus visited the disciples today at the Sea of Tiberias. For those who missed my message last, last time about the Sea of Galilee, let me briefly explain a little bit about it, a little bit about the background of this location, the Sea of Tiberias. The Sea of Tiberias is another name of Sea of Galilee. And it's the place where Jesus called Simon Peter and Andrew, James, and John. And they, it was a place where they decided to follow Jesus by, behind the, by leaving behind everything. So it's a place of calling and following for them, especially Simon Peter. That's so important place for him. And in today's passage, Peter said, I'm going fishing. 
And it's not about his summer vacation plan. Rather, it should be read in a voice of disappointment and frustration as he's going back to his old life before he met Jesus and decided to follow him. And their empty net would represent their empty and broken heart after losing their call and mission. As I said, Jesus had visited each person and group of people with a specific purpose, like giving hope, calming their fear, peace. Then what was the purpose of his visit at this, this time? We can find the purpose of this visit at the end of today's passage. It's from verse 19. After this, he said to him, follow me. Jesus didn't visit the disciples to teach how to fish nor fill their net with many fish. Jesus visited the disciples to call them again, follow me. And it looks like the same calling that he used at the Sea of Galilee to Simon Peter, who was a fisher, but it's totally different because at the time, Jesus didn't share any future plan. He just called them, follow me. I will make you a fisher of people. But this time, he shared what Peter's future looked like. Peter, it wouldn't be easy to follow me and proclaim the good news. You may be treated as a criminal and be crucified. It's not a good way to invite somebody to follow him. And then Jesus called Peter again, follow me. Which means, can you take this? Can you take this risk for me? We all know that Peter and other disciples accepted this call and lived with this mission, so we are here today. Following Jesus and living as Jesus' disciple is not an easy task. It always requires risking. So Jesus checked Peter's spiritual vital signs before calling him to this tough mission with this question, Peter, do you love me? Can you take and accept this calling? Because Peter wouldn't complete this mission without this love towards Jesus. And Jesus asked the same question three times. So let me ask this question to all of you. Have you ever been asked this question by your partner or spouse? Chan, do you love me? Please raise your hand. All right. So whenever my wife, Beyond, asked this question, Chan, do you love me? It pricked my conscience. And while I'm answering her question with a smile, I quickly review what I have done and what I have purchased without her permission. So, all right, maybe this one, this one. If she asked the same question three times, it means I'm in big trouble. And in today's passage, Jesus asked this question to Peter three times, even with his full name. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Three times. How would Peter feel about it? In verse 17, it says, Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? He would recall his three deniers at an, on the night of Jesus' trial, so he would feel hurt. 
even though he would feel hurt because of these repeated questions, it could be a way of redeeming his guilty feeling and failure by a bigger and stronger confession of his love toward Jesus. Even it's hurtful. You know that, Jesus, I love you. In spite of his hurtful feeling, he didn't run away from the question of, do you love me? Because Peter loves Jesus with all his heart, with all his mind, all his soul, and with all his strength. After confirming this love toward Jesus, Jesus was able to call him again to, then you can follow me. And assign the new mission, feed my sheep. So here is our very first question for our own vitality, vitality sign. Do you love Jesus? That's a question I'm going to ask you and all of you. And before answering this question, let me invite you to think about what it means to love Jesus. I got some hints from the responses from two disciples in today's passage who were filled with this love toward Jesus. In verse 7, we can find two essential conditions or evidence of this love. Let me read it. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had taken it off and jumped into the sea. Here are two essential evidence of this love, understanding and action. Interestingly, these two are what I highlight whenever I lead premarital counseling. After initial meeting, I always send a copy of the book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman as a gift. How many of you read this book? Please do so for your own relationship. That's so helpful. Among five different love languages, word of affirmation and quality time, receiving gifts and acts of service and physical touch, most of people didn't know what their partner's love language is, including myself. I didn't know about it, what, what Fiong's love language is, and I regret that I didn't read it earlier in my marriage. We also go through the family tree together, and it helps to learn about each other's family history and culture which they are going to bring to their own marriage. They always said, as much as we learn and understand each other, our love is getting bigger and deeper. In addition, love is a verb. No matter what your love language is, there are ways you can say, I love you with action. And I Google, and I found it from this article, 10 smart ways to say, I love you with actions, not words. You can Google it with this title. You ready to write it down? If you want to write it down, please do so. I'm going to just quickly read through 10 ways to do it. First, give your full focus. Second, set reminder for the special day and listen without giving advice. This is so important. And fourth, learn to apologize. And fifth, give in. And sixth, help out some chores. Seventh, care about each other's family. And eighth, allow to influence you. And nine, stay curious. And 10, Ask what makes them feel love. That's a 10 action you can say, I love you, through your own action. There is another article about 30 smart ways, but I don't want to share that. That's too long, but please check it. 
We may not be fully applying this lesson to today's passage, but it's still helpful to think about the conditions of this love. The beloved disciples recognized Jesus right away when he saw many fish in the net, which was the the abundance of Jesus' gifts. Because he had seen and experienced the same miracle of abundance of Jesus right next to him, so he could recognize him. As much as he loved Jesus, he would pay attention to learning who Jesus is and what his teaching is. So let me ask you, do you love Jesus? And how much time do you spend understanding and learning who Jesus is and what his teaching is? As much as we understand Jesus and his teaching, we can easily recognize his presence and work within us, and it would invite us to deeper relationship with him in love and trust. Here's another person, Peter. Peter's love is always expressed by action. He wanted to greet Jesus immediately, so he jumped out of the boat. He shows his enthusiasm and passion and love toward Jesus by action. So what's your action to express your love toward Jesus? Let me borrow the article that I just shared. 10 smart ways to say, I love you, Jesus, with actions, not words. First, give your full focus on Jesus and his teaching. Remember Mary who chose to sit at Jesus' feet and focus him. Second, said reminder for the special day, Sunday at 10.30 a.m. That's a special day for Jesus and for all of us. Listen without giving advice. Sometimes we need a time for listening, not asking. First, learn to apologize. How many times do you confess your wrongdoing? Remember, God is full of love and full of forgiveness. Give in. Whatever it is, show Jesus he is more important than you holding on to something by giving up gracefully. And help us some chores. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Jesus always calls us to help him. By serving as your worship volunteers. And you know what? Behind the scenes, there are so many people who are working for this worship and this ministry. And care about each other's family. Look around this community. It's one of us, a family. And family of Jesus Christ, right? And although to influence you, I know it could be the hardest part to do. And it's time to let Jesus drive our car, not use. Nine, stay curious. Learn and read the words of God and think about the ways to follow his teaching in this word. Let me share a little bit about how I'm uh, trying this. When the Supreme Court overturned, the constitutional right to an abortion reversing Roe versus Wade, I didn't have much knowledge or experience about it. At the time, I didn't know what reproductive justice is. Since then, I have taken several workshops that Faith Choice Ohio provided to learn how to fight for reproductive justice and raise my voice to advocate. I was able to do it 
because I was staying curious about Jesus' teaching, and I kept thinking, how can I apply it to my everyday life? Stay curious and find ways to follow his teaching. Lastly, ask what makes Jesus feel loved. We know this answer, love God, love your neighbor. Do you love Jesus? It cannot be answered by simple yes or no, but it is required both the understanding of Jesus' identity and teaching and its practice. So let me change my question here. Are you willing to learn about Jesus and his teaching and to live with it by practicing it? If you're willing to, please say or type, I will. You know what? This love is not transactional because it is a letter given to us without any cost. And there is a scene where we can find this love. And it's from verse 13. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Throughout the night, they caught nothing. After long, long, hard work, their net was still empty. They would be exhausted and tired. However, it would be more painful for their empty and broken heart as they returned to their old life. When the song came up, they would feel more miserable. After a long day, long night, hardworking, nothing in my hands. Even they got many fish by following the, the advice of stranger, their empty heart wouldn't be filled because it's not physical but spiritual. So when they heard this invitation from Jesus to them, come and have breakfast, they would recall the words from Jesus, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. I will feel your hunger for the spiritual. Here is full passage from verse 13. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the this love, they could recognize Jesus and receive a new and fresh energy to move forward and reconnect and recommit themselves to the mission. Because of this love, we can love back Jesus. Do you love Jesus? You may answer yes, you know that. Some of us may hesitate to answer it right away for various reasons. It's okay. Just accept this invitation to the table where Jesus prepared for all of us in this life. And you will know who Jesus is and his love toward us.